Good morning and welcome to the Daily Oz. It is Wednesday, the 8th of June. I hope you've had a fantastic week so far and hump day isn't scaring you too much. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about confidence, but this is not a self-help podcast. It's about the news. We'll get to all of that in a minute, but first, Zara, tell me something interesting. It was a big day yesterday. The Reserve Bank lifted the cash rate for the second month in a row. The increase from 0.35% to 0.85% is the biggest one-month increase in over 20 years and is expected to continue rising over the coming months. That is, of course, due to inflation. Treasurer Jim Chalmers said the rise was difficult news for homeowners already facing skyrocketing costs of living. The world's biggest four-day workweek trial is now underway in the United Kingdom with over 3,300 workers across 70 companies taking place in the six-month trial. A similar program will run here at home in Australia from August with preparation to begin this month. Employees will work 80% of their usual week but receive no loss of pay. Five members of the Proud Boys far-right group have been charged with seditious conspiracy for their roles in the US Capitol attack in January last year. Seditious conspiracy requires proof that at least two people agree to overthrow a government authority or delay the execution of US law by force and carries a 20-year maximum prison sentence. And today's good news, the Queensland government has announced that free period products will be made available to all state schools. In a statement, Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk said that providing access to free period products can make a real difference to students whose families are struggling, have unstable accommodation or are fleeing domestic or family violence. Okay, so Sam, you hinted at the top that we were talking about confidence. Why are we talking about confidence and what has happened? Look, Zara, I'm pretty sure that of the podcasts about confidence, not many are going to be about the United Kingdom, let alone their leader, Boris Johnson, but this one is... Yesterday in the United Kingdom, it was announced that Boris Johnson, who's the Prime Minister of the UK and leader of the Conservative Party, would be facing a confidence vote that placed his leadership in imminent threat. Johnson has been the leader of the Conservative Party, often called the Tories, and that's what we'll refer to them as through this podcast, and Prime Minister since Theresa May's resignation in 2019. Now, a confidence vote is when all members of Parliament in a certain party, so in this case the Tories, vote to express their confidence in their leader. The vote is decided by a simple majority, so think about it as 50% plus one. In the Tories, 15% of the party's MPs need to submit a formal letter saying that they have lost confidence in their leader. This quota was reached on Monday and it triggered a confidence vote on Johnson's leadership. Graham Brady, who's the chairman of a committee representing Tory members of parliament, announced the result on Monday. I can report as returning officer Uh, that 359 ballots were cast, no spoiled ballots, that the vote in favour of having confidence in Boris Johnson as leader was 211 votes, and the vote against was 148 votes. And therefore, I can announce that the Parliamentary Party does have confidence. As Brady said there, the Tories voted in favour of keeping Johnson at the helm, with 211 members voting to keep Johnson and 148 expressing no confidence in their leader. So all in all, that's about 60% who support him and about 40% who don't. 
Okay, and how did Boris Johnson react to the confidence vote? It's been a week here where former Nationals leader Barnaby Joyce said, you might think I'm sad, but I'm not. In short, Boris Johnson's reaction to the opposite verdict was pretty happy and a lot of relief. Despite only winning by a margin of 63 votes, Johnson said the result was convincing and decisive, adding that it was a very good result for politics and for the country. Now, according to Tory's leadership rules, Johnson is going to be safe from another the leadership challenge for at least 12 months now, but questions will remain about his longevity in the position. Okay. So can we just go back a few steps because all of that makes sense, but let's zero in on why this leadership challenge actually happened, what the origin of the discontent among the Tories actually is. There are a couple of reasons, but the major reason by far is two words, lockdown parties. This refers to several reports of parties at Johnson's residence during the lockdowns of 2020 and 2021 which broke the restrictions that were in place to curb the spread of COVID in the United Kingdom. Now, the scandal, which has been dubbed Partygate, saw Johnson become the first sitting UK Prime Minister to be fined for breaking the law. After being fined by the London Metropolitan Police, Johnson said that at the time it did not occur to him that the parties might have been a breach of the rules. Since then, Johnson has been facing calls for his resignation since an independent report into the lockdown parties at his residence was published last month. Now, this report concluded that the parties showed failure of leadership and judgment and that senior leadership must bear responsibility. Okay, but despite all of that, Boris Johnson did survive the confidence vote. He's still the prime minister. He's still the leader of his party. So what happens now to Boris Johnson? I guess he just lives to fight another day as prime minister and as leader of the Tories. But, and it's a big but, his small margin of survival doesn't exactly show high belief in the party ranks for their leader. Instead, it shows that Johnson's days at the helm could be numbered. This narrow result could threaten to prolong the Tory leadership issue rather than the party to just move on as Johnson and wishes. I'll give you an example. So Tory parliament member Julian Sturdy said the results of the confidence vote were, in his words, clear evidence that Johnson no longer enjoys the full-hearted confidence of the parliamentary party and should consider his position. His next major challenge is going to be on the 23rd of June, when the Tory-held seats of Tiverton and Honiton and Wakefield will go to a by-election, and that can often give us a good sense of how the rest of the country is feeling about their government. If the Tories lose these seats, it it will definitely amplify pressure on Johnson and his leadership. Okay, and just to round out this conversation, it's not the first time this has happened. What has happened to previous prime ministers who have faced confidence votes? It's kind of spelled the end for their time as prime minister. We can point to a really recent example. It's actually Johnson's predecessor, Theresa May. She faced her own confidence vote in 2018 following a breakdown in the delivery of the Brexit deal. Now, she survived this vote. She survived 200 to 117, and that might sound familiar, but pressure for her to resign continued, and she resigned just six months later. And it was this resignation, ironically, that paved the way for Johnson to come into power. Well, all eyes will be on Boris Johnson. As you said, these by-elections are upcoming and certainly the UK faces a number of challenges. So seeing what happens, but he is, as you said, safe for another year from a confidence vote. Nonetheless, a year is a long time in politics. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. But that is all we have time for today on the Daily Oz podcast. If you want to keep up to date on what is happening throughout the day, follow us on Instagram at the Daily Oz. It's where over 360 60,000 Aussies get their news every day and we would love to have you over there. Have a brilliant Wednesday.